Welcome in guys, Farzim Sugin here with you for another episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast, a heartbreaker. As we got some things to discuss here, uh, a lot of things to get into, but going to be a short episode. So I am on vacation right now. I'm in uh, sunny Mexico, Cancun, Mexico, uh, in paradise, uh, though it did not feel like paradise while watching that game. So uh, obviously you can tell with the audio quality I don't have all of my audio equipment with me, so this is going to be, uh, I, I apologize for the audio of this. If this is a little hard for you guys to listen, I understand. I did a live stream on Facebook, so if you guys want to hear my thoughts on uh, Facebook, I did that through my phone. Audio on that was not as bad, but um, we're just going to have to sell for this. So because of that, I'm going to make this a shorter episode. I was intending to do a uh, Chiefs-Pats preview podcast, but... I'm going to be on vacation all week, so there will not be any time for me to do a preview podcast, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, nix that, so uh, that will just be out of the way. All right, we will uh, just go ahead and move on from there and talk about this game. Oh boy. Um, Everyone knows what happened in this game. Uh, Bills got off to a 14-0 lead. Chiefs did turn things around and uh, pick things up. Got a touchdown late in the... um, in the first half, Bills got a field goal uh, early in the second half. Uh, but the Chiefs were responding, and they were cutting it close. They tied the game at 17 at one point, and they got the ball back with a minute 54. And uh, pretty early in that drive, Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey with the most insane lateral almost got deflected. And Kelsey's done this a, a couple of times before. He loves doing this kind of thing. But man, he found Kadarius Tony. Tony just runs to the end zone, and everyone is losing their shit on this play. Obviously, he got called back because the guy who scored the touchdown, Kadarius Tony, was offsides. Flashbacks of D Ford. <laughs> um, I saw a stat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes came very close to beating two uh, AFC East teams at home, both um, with an offsides penalty that cost them. Okay, everyone's talking about this. Nobody cares about the stats in this game. Nobody cares that the Bills had more than 10 minutes of time of possession, that Allen threw for 233 yards and Mahomes threw for 271, or that Clyde Edwards-Alaire and the Chiefs rushing unit was not very good. Um, Nobody really cares about any of that. Stephon Diggs had a quiet game. Uh, No one cares about any of that. Taylor Swift being at the game, as well as WWE superstar Baron Corbin, no one's uh, discussing any of that. Um, everybody is all over this Kadarius Tony thing. Listen, I am not going to be inconsistent now with this whole thing. Anyone who has followed me long enough, whether it's through the podcast, through my social media, whatever, you all know I am not going to blame referees, and that's certainly not going to be the case tonight. Um, to me, I think that is Bush League. I think it's a sore loser mentality. Referees are horrible, man. Let me just tell you a quick story. Um, So when I was a kid, my parents would sign me up for uh, basketball camps at Johnson County Community College. Uh, Very good staff there. Um, Mike Jeffers and his assistants, um, I've been there uh, multiple summers. Uh, They do a really good job with their basketball camps there. Uh, And I remember 
the uh, assistant coach, Zach Rowan, uh, Roman, excuse me, really, really nice guy. Um, he was running uh, one of the basketball camps one summer. And obviously the, the players, they're serving as the referees. And kids are complaining about not getting, uh, that, that, that there are missed calls. And so the coach, uh, Zach Roman, calls over uh, everyone over says, guys, look, a lot of people are complaining about missed calls. And what he said really has stuck with me to this day. He said, we deal with missed calls all the time in games. And we have to find ways to overcome them. And he's 100%. Listen, man, referees in any sport, uh, football, basketball, hockey, whatever, like, like, especially in Major League Baseball, you see this a lot. Um, referees, umpires, they're terrible, man. They are terrible. Not one team benefits from this. I know there's this nationwide belief that the Chiefs benefit from all these calls. Somehow that narrative has gone away the last two weeks. Um, but, you know, Mahomes lashing out at the side judge, throwing his helmet, and Andy... Re Let me just say this. A lot of times coaches um, in press conferences... I know Andy Reid's done it a few times in the past... Uh, Robert Sella actually said this uh, after the Chiefs-Jets game. A lot of times when uh, the media ask uh, coaches about officiating, they always defer to uh, not answer. Uh, because And they always follow it up by saying, I don't want to get fined. Well, Andy Reid, uh, here's what I'll say. The, the Chiefs players and coaches, they're not necessarily... I mean, I feel like they're whining and complaining. I saw Trey Wingo's tweet, and I do agree with him. Um, they're not necessarily blaming this solely on officiating, but they're also not holding back, which tells me no one on the Chiefs is afraid of getting a, a fine. Listen, I get it. Like two, uh, Okay, let me just say this. Last week, the whole thing with um, the Mahomes on the sidelines, that hit was incorrectly called. There was another. there On that final drive where MVS was held, um, there were two plays that benefited the Chiefs and two plays that benefited the Packers due to poor officiating. Um, but if everything's correctly called, yeah, I get it. You would have a pass interference call, and in, it would be first and goal. Um, this game, though... Kadarius Tony was indeed offside, which, by the way, this wide receiver core, they are making history. <laughs> they are making history. Um, Zach texted me. You guys know Zach. He's done a lot of podcasts with me. He said, the wide receivers are so bad, they're committing penalties on offense I did not know existed. I, I'll be honest. I did not know you could get called for offsides on offense. That, that is, I mean, illegal formation? That I've heard of. I didn't know you could get called for offsides on offense. That is new to me. I need to know how many times that's been called in NFL history. But that's besides the point. Um, now, I do agree with a lot of the criticism that KT was offsides, and then a play or two later, Von Miller was offsides. So it's like, you know, and, and again, let me just clarify by saying this. Officials are inconsistent. They're bad all across the board. Every Everyone deals with this. Um, and then, you know, there's all this thing about the makeup calls, and I don't agree with those either. I, I think that those are dumb uh, because I want them to be called right the first time. Um, today's loss was not on officiating. It, it just wasn't. And I, I'll go back to Trey Wingo's post where he says um, that he's embarrassed for the Chiefs for all the blaming they're doing um, with the officiating. 
and he said, you know, don't kill yourselves and you will not have to deal with that. So I don't disagree with him. Um, again, bad team. Uh, the referees are bad. Good teams find ways to overcome that. That's just, you know, this is not the first time the Chiefs have dealt with bad officiating. Uh, you can go back in NFL history. If you watch every single game closely, with uh, obviously no one watches every game with a rooting interest unless you're betting on every single game. But if you watch every game closely, as if you do have a serious rooting interest in those games, you'll see that, you know, there are a lot of calls and missed calls, bad calls that happen in every single game to every single team. Uh, that is, I mean, that's just what you have to deal with. And listen, Mahomes, he was flustered after that penalty call, after the touchdown was called back, because he was just not in the right state of mind after that. It sucks, but you got to put that behind you. Um, I'm not a football player. I, you know, if I was, I'm sure I, you know, I'd be in situations where I would deal with a lot of bad calls, missed calls, whatever. Um, but you, it's it, it's not it's not like it, this is everyone's first day watching football. It's not like these players and coaches. It's their first day playing or coaching in the NFL. Everyone knows the officiating's bad. Um, so I don't want to sit here and 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 make an entire podcast about that. But unfortunately, that's what everyone's talking about. Whether you agree or disagree, um, I, I, I listen. Kadarius Tony was offside, unfortunately. Uh, but I also agree the inconsistency with Vaughn Miller being offside. You know, it's like, where is it? But that's not why the Chiefs lost this game. The Chiefs lost this game because they got off to another slow start. The Chiefs are turning into a weird team now. I mean, they used to get off to good starts and they just disappeared in the second half. Now it's the other way around where they're almost nowhere to be found in the first quarter in these games. <laughs> Imagine how that works. And um, they tend to show up more in the uh, second quarter or the second half now. I've said it so many times, so um, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but the Chiefs just need to be playing better football for four quarters. And they're not doing that. Even last year when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, um, even in the Super Bowl, they did not play good football for four quarters. Uh, even before Mahomes re-aggravated that ankle injury right before halftime, it's like the Chiefs' offense was just, I mean, stalling on so many, dr on so many drives. Um, to, to me, it's just, and again, Kadarius Tony, and I know, I mean, he's probably feeling shitty about today and all, but so I don't mean to bag on the guy, but man, it's just, the guy's dropping passes again. Um... Things are just not working. By the way, you want to know a perfect metaphor for everything happening with the Chiefs? Chris Jones was doing his press conference, and uh, in the middle of his press conference, mid-sentence, the ceiling tile just collapses. Uh, hit a couple of uh, members of the media, and uh, no one was hurt, uh, reportedly, so that's good, so we can kind of laugh about it. Um, this guy was literally falling in the press conference room, in the Chiefs press conference room. I saw Matt Derrick make a joke that this is a good way to um, get a uh, talk about new stadium and uh, put that uh, on the ballot um, for taxpayers. Um, yeah, that is that's what's happening right now. By the way, Denver's one game behind Kansas City, so the AFC West is not going to be a gimme this year. For everyone who says, oh, the Chiefs getting away with another division uh AFC West win. No, 
Denver's one game behind Kansas City, and they would win, earn the tiebreaker if Denver wins next week and the Chiefs lose to the Pats next week. I I don't anticipate the Chiefs to lose next week. In fact, I think it's going to be a blowout win. I'll just say that now. Um, and listen, I know I said no preview podcast. What is there to say? This is, I mean, the Patriots are a disaster. I know they beat the uh, the Steelers, but overall body of work, they've just been a disaster. Um, this is on the Chiefs. This is not on the referees. It's not on Carl Cheffers. As bad as he and all the other referees are, it's not on anyone but the Chiefs. They're not playing. The Chiefs are not playing well as a team. They're just not. They're truly not. I mean, everyone, every Chiefs fan, even the biggest Chiefs homer, is complaining about the deficiencies on offense. They're not in sync. They're not in rhythm. They're not in uniform. They're not playing as a unit. They're not. They're simply not. I know the defense got off to a terrible start, uh, allowing two touchdowns uh, off to a 14-0 lead for the Bills, but they overcame that by only – they allowed two touchdowns in the first half. They only allowed two field goals in the second half. So the Chiefs' defense – and by the way, they finished the game allowing just 20 points. And the Chiefs finished with 17. Last week, you scored 19 on the Packers. So for the second week in a row, I mean, you're just... You're you're losing games and you're not scoring nearly enough points to win you football games. Um, this is... This is not the Chiefs team we used to know. Even, listen, I know a lot of people think Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey, they're all above... Criticism. I disagree. I know Kelsey's playing uh, the best of any tight end now. Uh, tight ends right now. I think his first or second in receiving yards. I get that, but um, we're not seeing the same Travis Kelsey. And I understand he's dealing with an ankle injury and a knee injury uh, that he suffered this year. He's up there in age, and these injuries are starting to take a toll on him. He, he said in the um, in the uh, interview, I care. I, he, he's been on so many uh, magazine covers now. I can't remember every single one of them, but he did one recently where he said. Um, I think it was Wall Street Journal where he said that, you know, the surgeries are starting to take a toll on him, even though he had said previously in the summer, but what has happened since then? Two big injuries, lower body injuries. Um, I still like my odds with Travis Kelsey, though. Rasheed Rice playing really well, seven catches for 72 yards and a touchdown, but he did have that very critical fumble. Now, the, the Chiefs committed two turnovers, and the Bills could not cash in on either one of them. Um, but that was still a, a drive killer. I did the first drive, not bad at all. I, even Clyde Edwards, Alaire was playing tough, hard nosed football early on. And then it's like, he just disappeared the rest of the game. Um, you just need to be playing better football and the chiefs are not doing that right now. They're not doing that. Marquez Valdez Scantling, a guy who's getting paid $11 million once again, just has a couple of catches, you know? For a few yards here and there. Let's look over Marquez Valdez-Scantling's game log for just a moment. Against Buffalo, 2 for 22. Against Green Bay, 2 for 25. Against the Raiders, oh boy, 1 for negative 1. That's lovely. Against the Eagles, 0 for 0. He's obviously remembered for a significant drop in that one. Miami, 2 for 22. Against Denver, 2 for 27. He also had a fumble in that one. Against the Chargers, 3 for 84. Okay, not bad. And a touchdown. 
His only touchdown of the year. He should have had one in the Bears game. Um, he has not had a game with more than three catches this year, and he's getting paid $11 million a year. That Chargers one is the only one where he's had three catches. And he has not been targeted more than five times. Can't imagine why. And he's doing—he's giving smart-ass responses to members of the media about his struggles. Um, when you have Kelsey, Mahomes, and Reed on podcasts, press conferences, wherever, publicly saying, hey, we're going to get it fixed, and they also take the blame for all this, and when MVS gives that kind of an answer with that production uh, on him this year, that's horrible. Um, but, but by the way, listen, I... I appreciate Travis Kelsey on his podcast letting fans know, like, hey, this is not okay. We care about you. We know you're frustrated. So are we. I appreciate all of that. I really do because not enough athletes do that. Because MBS said that, you know, we don't do this for the fans, blah, blah, blah. We do this for our families. It's like, okay. Um, I don't want to be the guy because I know sports fans are like, oh, we bought your car. We bought your house. I hate that. I really do. Um, but you don't have jack shit if it's not for the fans. I mean, that is the damn truth. So to say you don't care about the fans, um, especially when they're criticizing you, get out of here with that. Um, I know he tweeted something about being grateful for the support and criticism, but then you say the exact opposite later. So get out of here with that. Um, I'm just looking at the receivers. I'm at a point now, it's like, okay, Kadarius Tony, great skill set, but we're just not getting the production. I don't care what Andy Reid said about the knee surgery. This is now another game Kadarius Tony has cost the Chiefs. MVS is hurting the Chiefs. Justin Watson is like one of your best players. One of your best wide receivers, I should say. Um, Sky Moore, I mean, what are we even doing with Sky Moore now? This guy was drafted in the second round a year ago, but Rasheed Rice is way ahead of him. Um, oh, by the way, I, I, on the side of my screen, I, I see the ESPN uh, video of Mahomes lashing out at the ref. They actually use the Arrowhead, the Chiefs logo, to cover Mahomes' mouth anytime he curses. I mean, listen, I'm sure Mahomes had a lot to say, but uh, props to whoever on ESPN that's uh, putting the uh, the censor bar over the mouth. Using a Chiefs logo, because um, I could not quite tell uh, what was being said at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, MVS, Tony, Sky Moore, those guys can all go. I have no interest in seeing those guys next year. The Chiefs really need to shake out the wide receiver room. I think Rasheed Rice, hopefully he can make some strides and erase those drops and fumbles because he's had a couple of them. But I guess you're willing to be patient with him because he's a rookie and he's your most productive receiver, your most your best receiver this year. Um, Justin Watson would be number two. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing when Justin Watson is your second best wide receiver. Not good at all. Okay, I'm going to wrap by saying this. I have been very, very patient on this whole Eric Bieniemy versus Matt Nagy conversation. I've said so many times. I was excited when Matt Nagy came back because he did some good things as the offensive coordinator when Alex Smith was the QB. Now it's like, dude, um, I mean, it, it, it's just bad. This offense is not playing up to standards, and to me, here's what I want to here's what I want to see. I want to see the Chiefs prove prove to us that they care. We're in mid December now. We keep hearing about improvements coming, and that's not happening. It's it's just not. Um, this whole thing with Eric Bieniemy, and I know 
all this talk about Eric Bieniemy, how he's more passionate and yells, and Washington players got all worked up about it. Well, I think you know that that passion is missing. Uh, I've been trying. I, I've been patient with this whole uh, Matt Nagy versus Eric Bieniemy conversation because I thought it was too early to really discuss. But I think we're at a point now where the coaches have to take some accountability. Um, Andy Reid, I don't know if his style of offense is working anymore. I don't know what he's really trying to do at the receiver drops. Wide receiver coach Connor Embry. Dude, if it was one player that was constantly dropping passes, I'd be like, okay. It's just one guy. But it's the entire receiver room. People, players are dropping passes, fumbling. Like, it's still an issue in December. Um, And then, you know, this offense is just not playing well with Matt Nagy. Uh, by the way, I keep getting tweets from people. How can we get Eric Bieniemy back? Not happening. Eric Bieniemy wants to be a head coach, and if he's not a head coach, and if he's going to continue to be an offensive coordinator, he's going to do it away from Kansas City because, for whatever reason, he has to prove himself away from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, which I think is dumb. But that's just the way things are happening, I guess. Um, but we do miss that Eric Bieniemy style of coaching here, and I think Matt Nagy has held this offense back. He's not the only reason. He's not. Again, I think Mahomes has to take some responsibility here. He's not playing uh, up to his standard. He's, he, he's, he's, he's not playing good football. He's just not. He really isn't. Um, this entire offense needs to be better. Outside of the interior offensive line and Isaiah Pacheco, who didn't play in this game, this team has been very inconsistent offensively. Very inconsistent. And listen, this this team's not going to a Super Bowl. I will say it right now, December the 10th, late at night, this team is not going to the Super Bowl. So they've got a lot of things to figure out. Um, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. I, I still think they win the AFC West by a small margin because Denver is really catching up. But you have a lot of things to work on this offseason to try to turn this team around. Some decisions are going to have to be made with certain players, and that is for Brett Beach to figure out. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. Build a team around him. Players who play aggressively can catch and go from there. Yeah, I'm already talking offseason. Not not in depth, though, but that's where we are with this football team. All right, not the end of the world, though. Chiefs lose 20-17. to Lot, I mean, it's gut check time. A lot of things this team needs to work on. Uh, still time left. Not a whole lot, though. Uh, very likely the Chiefs play a road playoff game at some point. I still think they win their first playoff game. But after that, that's the question. That is the big question. All right, guys. My name is Farage and Vasu again. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode of the Chiefs on Podcast. Apologies for the audio once again. Uh, no podcast later this week. I'll just tell you right now, my score for Sunday, supposed to be Monday, Monday night, I'm going to go 31, scratch it, I'm, I'm going I'm to go, uh, go 28, 28-17 Chiefs. Chiefs are the Patriots. All right, guys, enjoy your week. Take care. I'll talk to you all Sunday when the Chiefs and Pats play. Take care.